What's up, hockey fans? This is episode 104 of the Clappercast. Happy Thanksgiving to all those people in Canada this last weekend. I'm Burke, and as always, joined by my co-host Sean. Sean, how's it going, man? You know, just stoked. We're you know we're recording this on October 12th. It's about an hour from puck drop on the 2021-22 season between Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. So it's just going to be great to get hockey back on TV again. Kind of running out of Netflix shows to watch. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's going to be exciting. <laughs> Um, you know, we did a lot of work uh, doing our um, season previews for each team. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a lot of fun to uh, write those up. So, you know, if anyone hasn't checked those out, please uh, go to our website and check them out. Look at your favorite team. There's been, I mean, already, like since we've posted those, there's been some changes amongst teams. So, oh, you know, yeah, major, major changes. I'm super excited. And one of the one of the cool things is seeing, you know, it's always nice to see like the handful of prospects and younger players who are making the NHL out of the training camp. And we've got a handful of them uh, this year as well with uh, Mason McTavish in Anaheim, uh, William Eklund in San Jose, uh, Cole Perfetti, I think, has made the Jets, and Seth Jarvis has made the Hurricanes. So there's there's some exciting young talent, and these guys are all pretty highly touted. So it'll be fun to tune in and see how these guys uh, transition up to the NHL. Yeah, there's some exciting exciting ones. I, I saw that uh, Broberg uh, on the Oilers, and then they sent Cal Turris <laughs> down to the yeah, so. The, the Broberg one, I'm not 100% sure on. I saw other talking that he's going to be sent down tomorrow or something. They're, it's kind of like a paper transaction to keep him up right now. Uh, okay. Because they, they are rolling 13 forwards 8D right now, and Broberg's the eighth guy. So I saw one of the Oilers writers on Twitter mention that um, they'd call someone else up tomorrow and send Broberg down. Hmm. But okay. I also wouldn't be surprised if they keep him up because um, it'll be kind of the same treatment that Evan Bouchard got a couple seasons ago, or last couple seasons anyways, where he spends a lot of time in the uh, in the press boxes watching and watching and learning, getting a game here and there. Yeah, it's always an exciting time when teams are making their final cuts and you see like, oh my god, that guy made the team and oh, that guy didn't. And you know, you've got all these guys on PTOs that are, that are signing deals. Like um, me and you were talking earlier about the Alex Chason he was on a PTO with the Canucks. He ended up signing a league minimum. Um, so the, the Canucks just got rid of all of their former capitals, and now they bring in Chase on. So they, they, they've got to have a guy from that 2018 Caps team. Exactly. Um, and then Brian Boyle, he was on a PTO with P- Pittsburgh, so he signed. So, you know, someone who can play bottom six, probably bottom bottom three um, center for them since their center depth is just devastated right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool seeing all these different rosters surprises going into the season. Yeah, like well, with Edmonton, um, Brandon Perlini scores six goals in six preseason games. Yeah, uh, you know, like he's he's signed to a contract, so he's it's not a PTO or anything. But you know, he goes and does that in the preseason, and you, you know, you kind of worry. Like for me as an Oilers fan, I started worrying that uh, they keep Perlini on the NHL team and try and send Benson through waivers or something, and they lose. They lose Benson on waivers, and then Perlini would score one goal in 25 games, and then get sent down to the AHL, anyways. That would be a very Oilers thing to happen. It um, would. And then the, the kind of the most interesting one I think out of all of those, um, you know, those roster moves is uh, in New York for the Rangers. Vitaly Kravtsov got sent yeah, down. Yeah, big news. And he's saying he's not going to report, and like he got there's a rumor that he's got approval to seek a trade, and you know it's like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, I guess he's just taking, like, the Shipchev kind of approach of, no, you know, I came to America to play in the pro from the top league. I'm not going to play down in the NHL. Yeah. So 
I don't know. Yeah. I could and, see some GMs yeah. taking a, you know, I don't know, whatever, flip a whatever pick for him, but I could see some other guys being a little bit hesitant to, well, what happens if we want to send you down? See, like and like you said, there should be some other teams that might want to take a flyer on him, but uh, there's so many teams with just terrible forward depth that it's, like, why not? Because he'd, he'd have a spot in the middle six on, like, Buffalo for sure. <laughs> or Buffalo, Arizona, or, like, Anaheim's not particularly deep either. He'd have, like, a middle six spot on those teams, so it's there's no reason that they wouldn't be able to keep him in the NHL for the long term. Yeah. And if if they don't, then, you know, I imagine his his desire is to either play in the NHL or go back home. So, like, can't the Rangers just loan him back to uh, Russia, whichever team he was with there? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, just, I don't know. Interesting uh, interesting moves and, and news. And, um, you know, our focus of today's episode is we kind of wanted to give our uh, picks for, you know, the top spots in each division. Um uh, we'll start with the Atlantic Division. I don't see a reason why not to. So, uh, Sean, who's your pick for the Atlantic? I think w- obvious choice. I think. Yeah. So the Atlantic is is a crazy one because it's so top heavy with having Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto, and Florida now all in the same division. Um, I think the division title is going to come down to Tampa Bay and Florida. That it's going to be a pretty close battle between those two. Just you know, Tampa Bay obviously back to back Cup champions are going for a third straight. They're just going to have to adjust to losing their entire third line and having a whole bunch of newer players coming in and trying to fill that. And they even ended up losing um, Alex Barboulet on waivers earlier this week. Um, that was a that was a big loss because he was supposed to be one of those guys taking over in the third line. So we'll see how we'll see how uh, Tampa Bay adjusts to having to replace that entire third line. And they got a lot of new players on their fourth line as well. So I think it's going to be kind of path wide open for the Panthers. You know, bringing in bringing in Sam Reinhardt, getting, I think, uh, Anton Lindell's probably playing a lot of time this season. It's just, they've got such good forward depth right now. They've got, you know, Ekblad's going to be back. They're playing with Uyghur, who had that massive breakout last season. Um, hopefully, Bobrovsky's decent, but if not, then Spencer Knight looked great at the end of last year, coming in as the backup. So probably, you know, could see another Chris Dreger thing where Knight just takes over the crease for a bit. But I think uh, I think Florida's got the division this year. Yeah? You think Florida? I, I Florida's actually my sleeper cup winner um you know when i was doing the the write-up for them um i did the write-up for them did i or did the, did you i can't remember anyway you you would have i think i did because i remember trashing bobrovsky a bit um <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while I mean, we, i've had a lot of other ones lot. that i had to write <laughs> after that um but um yeah you know they they add jumbo joe um they they add all you will levy, I guess, too, uh, yeah. from the Canucks. Um, so a little bit of cheap def- defense depth. You know, maybe he can skate a bit more on a big skate and in the heat than he can in the rain in Vancouver. So um, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, like I think like them getting rid of Yandel and bringing in, um, you know, I don't know, just to have have a bit more solid of a defensive core. You know, they, they've. Um, it's kind of at that point where also, they just have to make the little tweaks. They're not making. They don't have to do anything huge in that position. They made some bigger moves in other positions, but with defense, it was kind of, you know, fairly stagnant. Yeah, um, you know, they brought in Montour last year at the deadline, and so you know he's in his first full season there. Um, I think that they've they've got a solid top four. Um, they've got Gudis who hits everything. Um, they added a little bit of depth. Um, yeah, I I like their team a lot. Um, you know, I I I still think Tampa Bay will win the division. Um, I do think that they're going to be able to recover from 
from that loss at the third line, but I do think it's going to be a lot closer um, than uh, perhaps last last go around. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's interesting too because we're going back into you know not locked in divisions. You're going to be playing people outside of the division, so yeah, and that's um, an important consideration because you know now you know Tampa Bay, Florida, they're going to be playing against the best of the rest of the league too, and not just within their own division. They can feast on. Who are they with Detroit and Buffalo last season? No, Detroit last season, I think. Yeah, you know they're not just going to be able to beat up on on teams like Dallas and <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I mean Dow- not, Dallas is probably a bad choice because they lot they lost a lot of close games, um, but you know they're going to be playing against a lot of other people, and, and Tampa Bay has proven that they can beat you know whoever come they come up against. Um, so I mean, yeah, well, I think. What's yeah, that? like w- while we're on the division too, um, I mean Boston and Toronto are still there as well, and they're, you know, they're absolutely competitive in here. But I think Boston's probably on a bit of a downswing compared to Tampa and Florida. I don't think Boston will compete for the division title, and Toronto's such kind of a wild card I find with that because they, I mean, they're entering the season with Matthews missing the first week or so, and Marner got hurt in practice earlier this morning. So who knows if he's even going to be able to play in the opener tomorrow? So. I like what Toronto did in the offseason. I think I've covered we've covered them in past episodes. But um it's another one where it just, you know, matched up against Florida and Tampa Bay. I don't think Toronto quite has enough. Yeah, I, I think ta- Toronto will be third in the division. I think it, it is going to be Tampa, Florida, then Toronto and then and Boston. Um I, I I think they're still a strong team, but I think they they did I don't know, they did a good job to replace the things that they lost, but um, to me, that their their bottom pairing is going to be pretty weak. Um, of you know, Dermot and Sandine. Sandine's going to be good offensively, but I don't know. I just I just like uh, Tampa Bay. You know, having Vasilevsky in net, <laughs> just he's so unbelievable. Um, and that's su- that's such a difference maker. Um, comparing him to. You know, like Toronto's got Mrazek and Jack Campbell, Buff or Boston's got um, Allmark and and Swayman. You know, they're they're all good goalies and they've all proven success at the NHL level, but just they are not even close to coming uh, onto Vasilevsky's level. Yeah, and you know, let's not forget here that Kucherov is going to be in the lineup from day one, and they didn't they did everything <laughs> they did last season in the regular season without him. So. You know, yes, they did lose some depth, and yes, they lost guys like Tyler Johnson and their whole third, fourth line, whatever. But they got Kucherov back. Yeah, <laughs> so they've, they've got a hundred points right there that they're getting back into the lineup. So yeah, so um, yeah, and you know, they they replaced their guys with you know people like Corey Perry and Pierre Edouard Belmar, and you know, brought in some other guys. So um, I think they're they're pretty set, and you know they got Brian Elliott as a backup. So if Asi needs a night off, you know they've got a, you know they got a capable backup in Elliott. So I think you know it's hard to to bet against Tampa at this point. They've they've gone back to back, um. So I'm t- I'm taking them again. It's it's re- you know I don't like Tampa Bay, so it's hard for me to do. But I you know proof's in the pudding. They're they're they're, they're good. <laughs> so uh, I'll take them, but I do think that. Uh, Florida is perhaps this is probably the best team that they've ever had, um, and so I think that they'll be they'll be definitely in that fight for first. You know whether it's against Tampa or Toronto or or Boston, whoever. I think that Florida's Florida's going to be the team to beat, like coming out of this division. I think. Um, okay. Well, anything else about any of these other Atlantic teams? Um, 
You know, who do you think is going to be in the bottom? Detroit? Um, Yeah, yeah, Detroit. This Oh, no, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, yeah, of course. I forgot Buffalo's in that division. Yeah, no, Buffalo's last by far. Detroit, Detroit's probably going to be down there too, pretty close, but they're at least going to be decent to watch because they're going to get, um, they're going to get like Moritz Seer in the lineup. They've got Lucas Raymond starting yeah, exciting. Uh, in, in the NHL, so that's going to be fun. Um, I put Ottawa at sixth and Montreal at fifth. I know you, you would disagree with me on that one, I think. Yeah, I I just think with Ottawa, like you know, especially with like Price <laughs> not being there now. Yeah. Um, I had I had a Ottawa, you know, above Montreal even with Price. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Montreal's been having a tough off season, and I don't think they're going to be in playoffs. And you know, uh, if no. Ottawa, especially if Ottawa signs Brady Kachuk, or if he gets in there, I think that they're going to be better than them. But I don't know. I just think Ottawa had such a strong, like, I don't know, last third or or yeah, last 20% were. or whatever of the were. season. Like, they had, like, they won, like, 13 of 15 or something like that. And They were a playoff pace team in the last stretch. And they only missed playoffs. They only were only, like, six or four points behind yeah. Montreal. So And the, basically the only reason they didn't make the playoffs is because of how badly they got beaten up by the Oilers. Yeah. If they had played, <laughs> if they had played against every other Pacific or North Division team as they did against, well, if they didn't play against Edmonton, or I can't. I can't yeah, if they had a better it. record against Edmonton. Yeah, there we <laughs> could, go. <laughs> could have and they lost like all seven or eight or whatever games. Yeah, um, yeah, they, and they just had a terrible opening road trip. Like they lost like yeah. ten of the last, or the first twelve or something like that. So yeah, they were getting beaten up every every game. But they really basically. turned it around, and you know, I I, I like what uh, has happened um, in the offseason, with the exception of not signing their their guy. So yeah. um, you know, apparently they're doing everything they can but you know the season it's starts today not, so it's not close yeah apparently i saw earlier that it's no closer now than they were a month ago Ugh. Yeah. they're just struggling i think there's a huge discrepancy between what the what kachuk's party wants and what the team wants to give yeah it's tough yeah he's just such a huge part of that team so um yeah, yeah you gotta figure it out um okay well i guess we'll move on to the central division um this one i think is probably pretty clear-cut um uh, you know, I think it's uh, Colorado. Colorado Avalanche uh, yeah. are, are going to be the winners in this division. Have to um, agree with you there. You know, f- uh, after them, I think it might be a bit of a bit of a struggle between. I don't know. I, I guess I guess Winnipeg and St. Louis um, would probably I'm putting, be. I'm putting Winnipeg as a clear cut number two in the division, and Winnipeg to me is actually my my like wild card cup pick. Yeah, I th- I think just because of how good and like sustainable they've been the last two seasons with no defense on Connor Hellbuck's back that they now have like an actual (laughs) NHL level defense with very few changes up front and just a couple of guys like Lowry and Kopp um, who have who have really broken out and become like much better players Um, I think this is going to be like a clear-cut second place in the division for them and I think they could actually make a deep run this season. Yeah, I mean, like, the the defense in itself is just, on paper, it looks so much better. Like, you know, they bring in Nate Schmidt, they bring in Brendan Dillon. Um, it allows them to have, you know, some depth of, you know, Logan Stanley, fucking rights, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as a seventh D-man, uh, Billy Hainola. So, yeah, I, you know, I think I think they've, they've done a really good job setting themselves up. Um, you know, uh, I think... They'll be looking for more out of Pierre-Luc Dubois this season, but yeah, it uh, sounds like that, it sounds like he's going into this season. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is going into the season a lot more comfortable than he was last year. 
Um, he's going to get a chance to play a lot with Nikolai Ehlers on the second line. So hopefully all the all the training, all the settling down he's done over the offseason is going to really help him bounce back because he was not great last year. He is his worst point total, his worst output in his entire career. So um, yeah. they really, you know, they're kind of relying on him him as their depth their depth offense option. But uh, a lot of time with Nikolai Ehlers is going to be great for, for Dubois' offense. Yeah, Ehlers has been just great. So, yeah, I mean, then they've got, you know, elite goaltending and Connor Hellebuck. So, the yeah, backup they're... goalie position is going to be a major concern because Eric Comrie has not ever made a, made a, a play to stay in the NHL and his numbers are not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're going to be riding Hellebuck pretty hard. Yeah. Um, so, I could see them claiming some goalie that gets sent down. Um, they're going to be know. in the market for a backup. Yeah. I think they claimed Comrie too already on waivers but i think they multiple they times probably <laughs> they would probably do that again this is like eric Conry's third or fourth time being claimed by winnipeg on waivers <laughs> <laughs> welcome back baby right <laughs> um so yeah i i yeah I, I could see them making a move for somebody um you know interestingly enough they lost sammy niku um you know he ended up uh signing somewhere else um I think he went to Montreal or somewhere and then got like hurt in a preseason game. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that they're definitely going to be, you know, up there in the division as well. They, they look pretty strong, but I still think, yeah, it's Colorado's division. Um, yeah. They've, you know, they've, they have had some changes. Like they lost Saad. Um, they lost Grubauer. Um, but, you know, they bring in Darcy Kemper, who's also a good goalie. Um, they, they, I think for them, it's going to be a similar story where, you know, their backup goaltender, who is that going to be? Francois is out. Uh, Jonas Johansson. Yeah, so is, the worst goalie in the league, there. if you ask Buffalo <laughs> fans. Um, <laughs> or just that uh, one writer, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah, so who knows Who knows there, but, you know, their their defense still looks really good. Um, they brought in Ryan Murray. Um, you know, they'll have Eric Johnson back. How is he going to look? They could they they could roll with the Johnson Johnson pairing this year. Yeah, Jack Johnson and Eric Johnson. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson would be a great <laughs> a great name for a pairing, but I don't know if I'd want them on there as an Avalanche fan. I would um, want them as the seven seven and eight defenseman pairing, <laughs> as in don't play them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they'll have like Bowen Byram. He'll be looking to play in more games this season. Uh, you know, he had some injury issues last year and was kept out of the lineup, but. You know that they still look so strong. Um, you know, p- pretty minimal changes up front. Yeah. You know, they lost Sod, but he didn't really. And he's uh, kind of hit and miss well. and Donskoy, yeah, in the but expansion it's, it's draft. Um, but you know, they streaky, had streaky middle six forwards. Yeah, and you know they had like a, a positive story for them last season was Alex Newhook uh, coming in. Um, he'll be you know playing team close to full time probably this year. Um, so yeah, I I still think they'll they'll be one of the strongest teams in the league. They were just so <laughs> so good at scoring and and their goals against was super strong too. So um I think I think they'll be the top and then, you know, after after them, I guess, you know, just kind of talking it out here, but you know, I think yeah, Colorado, Winnipeg, um and then from there, I don't know, is it Minnesota, St. Louis, Dallas? I go uh, I go for the third spot is going to be between St. Louis and Minnesota. And then for the four or five spots, or five, six spots, pardon me, it'll be probably like Chicago and Dallas. 
I mean, Chicago is trying to push, but I just I don't see them making enough of an impact to like really change the tide of that division. I think they could be a real surprise. Yeah, they've got the capability. I mean, like last year, Patrick Kane was looked like he was just like playing with all these rookies and like <laughs> you know making them look super insane. And oh, he, uh, yeah, he he unaged himself a few years and looked looked you know prime Patrick Kane again. Yeah, and not like uh, he hasn't been, but. You know. Had had some real chemistry again with Alex DeBrinket after the previous season was a bit of a down year. Jonathan Taves is coming back. He's looked really good in preseason. How's he going to look for over the whole season? I think that's a real question for them. If they have a healthy Jonathan Taves for the full year, they could easily be in the you know in like looking for that third spot. Yeah, and the, around. the important thing uh, we'll talk more about this when we get to the Pacific is that there's a very good chance that both wild card spots go to this division. So there is possibility for five playoff teams out of the Central, which is likely considering, you know, we're, we're stuck deciding between St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, and Chicago for the final two, three spots, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that, it, think... it's very likely that we see five playoff teams out of the Central. Yeah. And I, I mean, similarly, I think that could be the Metro, right? Um, we, maybe not five, but four. Um, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a close race, I think. Um, after Colorado, I think yeah, like Minnesota's still got you know dollar dollar bill Kirill. Um, you know, can they they bounce back or not bounce back, but continue the momentum of last season? Um, you know, into this year, yeah. What is Chicago going to look like? They've they spent a lot of money on a lot of guys. They got the Vezina winner. How's he going to look with a shittier defense in front of him? Um, you know, Flurry's made playoffs in every single year of his career. Is this the first year that he misses? Uh, does he put the team on his back <laughs> and shut the door? I don't know. How does Seth Jones look? Uh, he had a really shitty year in Columbus last year. Got a gigantic contract. <coughs> on the same team as his brother. <laughs> what, is that? Yeah. what does he look like? Is there a Jones and Jones pairing? <laughs> Probably not, but um, you know, th there could be. And then, you know, regardless of how the rest of the teams finish, uh, I, I think it's uh, Nashville and Arizona are going to be on the outside. Um, yeah, I just yeah, there's no way Arizona competes. They're they're very clearly in tank mode. Um, did you see their their goaltending tandem? Yeah, you sent me a, a message <laughs> about that. It's uh, I, I can't even remember. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Carter Hutton and uh, Carol Vejmelka. <laughs> I've never heard of him before. Yeah, I guess they sent Kojinar or whatever his name is down. Um, and so and he's yeah. like a, a fifth round pick in 2015 out of Nashville. And he's, this is his first season in, this will be his first season in North America. Yeah. So they, they he's been in the they, Czech leagues ever since he got drafted. They traded for Kojinar. Co co I think that's how you say it from San Jose. And then just don't even play him and have Carter Hutton and Vemelka. Well, yeah. Vemelka is probably more accurate. So yeah, they're going to be bad. They're going to be bad, but that's where they want to be. Um, uh, yeah, there's no way to, to sugarcoat it. They're going to be bad. No. Um, this is this is kind of the plan where they get an actual rebuild in. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they've got... <laughs> they have eight picks in the first two rounds of the next draft, I think. Yeah. Or they, they it's either seven or eight. One of them is a conditional one, I think. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're going to be where, right where they want to be. <laughs> or, um, no, it is eight. It is eight. The condition is just which pick Montreal gives up. And then Nashville, I just don't see them competing yeah they'll, they, they'll probably be like you know not the worst team in the league but they'll, they'll no. they i don't think they'll be as great 
Um, no, they'll they'll be like be a, a very mediocre, probably an eighty point team. Yeah, unless like the the guys that they pay play paid eight million dollars to Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, <laughs> unless those sixteen dollar sixteen million dollar guys like play like they are, you know, earning that much money, I don't see them as, as doing very well. So um, they're supposed to put up more than a point per million dollars. Yes. <laughs> Those guys suck so bad. Um, I, 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 yeah, so bad. Matt Duchesne, <laughs> 13 points last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be an interesting race in this one after Colorado. But um, I don't think Colorado is going to be as clear as far ahead as they were last go around here. Um, I do think Yeah. it's, you know, Kemp, if Kemper gets hurt, like it's going to be bad. And even if Colorado is is healthy and at their best all season, like the quality of the teams below them and because hockey can be such a close, you know, back and forth game, they're just going to lose more games because the teams below them are actually good. Yeah, like that's, that's it's, a good it's not even going to be a case of like, you know, oh, they're not as good as we think they are. It's just the other teams right below them and cl- playing them a lot are pretty damn good, too. Yeah. And a team like Dallas, like um, my fandom of Dallas has been definitely growing in the last couple of years, but. Um, they lost like something like twenty-one goal games. <laughs> like they could yeah. have very easily have made playoffs last season, and they had like something crazy, like third. No, it was more than that. It was like fifteen overtime losses or something. So, um, you know, they led the league in in one goal game losses. So, you know, they could very easily turn it around. Um, yeah, they had fourteen overtime losses, and you can only imagine, you know, other one goal losses in regulation too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, you know, hockey, that's PDO, right? Like puck luck. So, you know, what if they won all those games or what if they won half, they would have been in, in contention. They would have made playoffs, um, would have bumped out the Preds. So, um, anyway, uh, central is going to be an interesting one. Um, I don't think it's quite the, you know, the, the division of death, but it's going to be a, a tighter race. Um, so we'll move on here to the, uh, Metro division. And this one's actually pretty tough for me. Um, so I'll let you go first. <laughs> who's your Who's your winner here? This one took a lot of a lot of thought and mental uh, mind games here to kind of wrangle which team is going to succeed. But I'm I'm settling on the Islanders actually winning the division this year. Um, kind of running through the list, like Carolina, I don't like the moves they made over the offseason, and I don't think they're going to be quite as dominant as they they have been. Um, plus, plus know, we ju- we just hate Tony D'Angelo, so that we can't too, pick that them. too. Um, New Jersey and the Rangers too far away. They're going to be competitive, probably you know just out of the playoffs, but they're not they're not going to win. Um, Philadelphia is too much of a, a wild card to really predict where they're going to be. I think they probably bounce back into a playoff spot, but like winning the division is a bit of a massive swing from last year. You know Pittsburgh's on the downswing, ending their cup window. Crosby and Malkin out for a bit to begin the season. Don't think that's going to work in similar situation in Washington where Ovechkin might be out for a bit at the beginning of the year. Backstrom's on LTIR and they just aren't the team they were a few years ago. So of all of those teams, the Islanders, are the only one left that, you know, the moves they made in the off season at the end of last season, um, you know, did nothing but make the team better for the most part. The, the struggle position for them is going to be left defense where there's where they basically don't have anyone. They're going to roll with like Andy Green and Zdeno Chara is the two, three left D. <laughs> So, thirty-eight you know, think, and forty-four-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm assuming Sebastian, the other Sebastian Aho looked pretty good in preseason, so he's going to be 
in that mix as well, who's a bit younger and can probably play a bit more games and time per game. But other than that, I mean, they've got Oliver Wallstrom coming up. Um, he looked pretty good, impressive in his stints last season. He's going to get more of a chance on the third line, I think, with Pajot to, to really just let his game grow. Um, Noah Dobson's going to get a bigger role this year. He's an offensively talented defender. So I think the Islanders are on the upswing, and this could be their year as well to, to really take a huge step forward, win that division, and make another deep run. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been the, aside from Tampa, like they've, they've been probably the best playoff team in the last little while here because they keep making yep. like the division well two two final. straight seasons they've lost in the conference final to tampa bay yeah yeah so so they you know other than tampa they are probably the most successful team in the nhl over the last two seasons mm-hmm. yeah so i think that they're you know in a good place um i i picked them to win the division as well um you know for the reasons that you say like they've they've they haven't gotten worse and they're they're still a good team you know they're getting Anders Lee back. He hurt him, had like a hurt leg or something last season. I missed. think it was like an ACL thing. He got tangled up in front of the net and twisted in a in a bad way. Yeah, and so they'll have their captain back. I think that'll be huge. Um, you know they lost Everly, but like you said, they've got some other guys that are. Able I think to Wallstrom's going to be right in that spot for for Everly. I think that's kind of the the straight up replacement is is Wallstrom for Everly. Yeah, and he, um, you know his power play time should go up. Um, yeah, he. Got a lot of power play goals in his time there, so yeah, and I think also that they're have good. A, and a motivated Zach Parisi trying to yeah. keep his, keep himself relevant in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. Um, so they're they're a strong team. I think that they're going to be you know the first in the division. Then after that, it gets a little tough. Um, you know, I, I did think the Capitals were going to compete for first in the division, but now with Ovechkin looking like he's going to miss some time and Backstrom out for you know a significant amount of time. Um, I, I I don't know that like I felt okay when it was Kuznetsov, you know, um, and Ovechkin on the on the first line with Tom Wilson, but now that Ovechkin's, I don't know, he's he's out. I thought that you know Kuzi would be good at having a bounce back this season um, if he was playing with Ovechkin full time, but whew, if they've got a they've got some pretty shaky center depth um like if they're gonna have line two center Lars Eller or TJ Oshie who doesn't play center playing center um I don't know I I thought that Connor McMichael and Hendricks Lapierre were both gonna make the team out of camp but um they sent down um Connor McMichael so I think I'm pretty sure they called him back up did they oh the last transaction I saw, saw said he was just down um yeah, I think they I think they sent him down yesterday as a paper transaction. I thought they called him back up today. Ooh, I'm not sure, but um, Hendricks Lapierre wasn't sent down, so I thought he made the team out of, out of camp. Um, so he might be playing third line center. Um, yeah. So they put Backstrom on LTIR and co- recalled McMichael and Beck Malenstein, Malenstein from Hershey today. Okay. So that might so, have been a paper thing yesterday until they could get Backstrom on, on LTIR. Right. So either way, they've got both Lapierre and McMichael play center. Um, so phew, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year for them. Um, if they are missing OV for longer, that's going to be real rough. Um, but aside from the Capitals, um, you know, the Penguins are usually hard to bet against because of Crosby and Malkin, but Malkin's out for two months. Uh, Crosby's out for the first couple of weeks. Um and so, you know, they could they could have a really poor start to the season, just like the Capitals, and and end up with um, you know kind of a, a 
a tough hole to dig themselves out of once yeah. they get their good players back. Um, yeah, and with how competitive the middle of this division is, they they can't afford two weeks of of sucking, you know, to really not dampen their damper their chances of competing. Yeah. And I think teams like the other teams could really benefit from that. You know, teams like the Rangers and the Flyers, I think, could get off to an early early lead in the division. Um, Philip Philly, I thought they were going to win last year, but they were due for their shitty year and their streak of flip-flopping continued. And so this year they should be good, um, you know, based on their, their track record of good year, bad year, good year, bad year, good year, bad year. And this is a good year. Um, so who knows if they'll – what they'll look like, but they're missing some some key pieces right out of the gate um, because um, uh, what's his name? Um, oops, that's the wrong team. Um, they're gonna be missing. Um, what the hell? Where is he? Uh, Kevin Hayes, uh, right off the bat, um, he's out with an injury. Uh, and so they're basically missing their second line center. So all these, a lot of these teams are just like missing centermen. <laughs> like, yeah, it's kind Pittsburgh, of weird. two centers, Capitals missing a centerman and their best player. I, like, um, I can't imagine this is their actual projected lineup. But Cap Friendly has Derek Broussard second in their center depth chart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Claude Giroux plays center, but he, yeah, he's been like... playing wing a lot, and then like Turier plays center. Check daily face off. Um, so yeah. I don't know, but their defense is totally revamped, but a lot of them are in, b- banged up going into the season. Like Ellis hasn't been practicing. Risto Linen hasn't been practicing. Um, who knows? And then, you know, kind of the same story. Jones as a backup to Carter Hart. How's that going to look? Um, <laughs> I mean, look at the these stat lines from last season where Carter Hart had a 367 goals against average, 877 save percentage, and Jones eight, uh, 328 and 896. As, yeah. your, as your goalie tandem, like, that's scary. Yeah, it is. Uh, so they, I think, as long as they're scoring, they should be able to win games. But, um, you know, we'll see if they, how they do without a second-line center. But I think that they should end up, you know, in the top half of the division. But we'll see. I think that uh, one team that I'm very curious to see how they do this year is the Rangers because I thought they were doing one thing and they, they changed, kind of changed gears a little bit and – you know, they've got a lot of young guys on the team, but brought in some some sandpaper, I guess. So, you know, if they make it to playoffs, I could see them winning games. Yeah. Um, it's just, do they make it? Um, but they've got, you know, Adam Fox. They've got um, um, some absolutely unbelievable talent up front in Zibanejad and Panarin. Um, so we'll, we'll see with them. I think that they make a push as well. Um, could very easily see this division being like, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh, Washington, New York Rangers, maybe something like that with Carolina in the mix. Um, but it's, I think this is going to be the, the, the Metrodome. You know, it always is the Metrodome. So, um, usually it's a battle for the top, but this time I think it's going to be more that battle for the, for the mid, middle part of the division, like that three to five spot. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, Pittsburgh and Washington had like the same points, but Pittsburgh won the tie break to win the division. And so I could see them being very easily matched, but I think the Islanders will probably take it. Yeah. Um, with with Columbus definitely on the outside. <laughs> Jersey has bottom. made a lot of changes, but I don't think they've done. They they shouldn't be a playoff team yet. No. But um, maybe in the next 
next couple of years. Um, so anything else about the uh, Metro that uh, you wanted to mention? Nope. Nope, that covers everything. So I think uh, let's flip over to the last division of the league, the Pacific Division. Um, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, definitely uh, Seattle Kraken, top of the division. I was um, going to go with Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one and two, one and two. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think in this division it's, it's obviously going to be Vegas. Um, yeah. I don't imagine it being any other way unless no. – Unless McDavid has like a 200 point season, um, which let's be honest, who, he who said I saw, a, I saw a quote from him today that he wants to become an even bigger scoring threat, so he's practicing one timers. <laughs> like how Christ. how do you become more of a scoring threat, buddy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not important enough to his team. He needs yeah. to develop some more skills. I'm like this. This could be great because now you like usually it's McDavid to a dry sidle for the one timer. Now we can go the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, Vegas first, they've just, they're just strong. Yeah. Strong, strong, strong. Um, they don't have as good as a goalie tandem as they did last year with Flurry and Leonard. So, you know, a lot of teams are kind of moving away from that. It seems, um, that, that strong two guys, um, you know, probably by necessity just because of money. Um, but Partly money yeah. and partly the schedule going back. Because I think last last year we saw it because you needed two goalies to really just because you know, of the balance pace. the workload. Yeah, the pace of, but, of uh, all the games. They could easily um, ride Leonard for 55, 60 games a season if he's healthy. Yeah, uh, but Leonard's an interesting cat, so um, we'll, we'll see how know. he how he's at, <laughs> where he's at through the season. Yeah, um, but you know he's obviously a couple seasons removed from his own Vezina, so it's not like they're going to some scrub. Um, but, uh, yeah, their team, team is just so good. Um, they've made a few changes here and there, but overall pretty much the same minus their, their guy flurry. Um, but I don't think that'll impact their standings too much. Um, and then I, th I see it as being Edmonton after that. And then I have no, no idea to be honest with you. Um, you know, does it, does San Jose look better? No, I don't know. See how Seattle plays. They have a real shot of making it because this division is so weak. Um, do the Flames bounce back? Um, does one of the California teams take a jump? You know, LA was making a bit of a push last year and then fell off. Do they? Do they look better with the additions like Dano? Um, you know, Peterson as their starter. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how about you? What do you think? I there's a, again 99% chance Vegas wins this division. They're they're probably like a hundred and fifteen point team in over the full season. There's very little chance that Edmonton's good enough to to take the division. Um, because I see Edmonton as more like a high nineties to a hundred point team. Um that being said, I think Edmonton is probably a solid block for second, provided they don't suck even worse than they look on paper. Um I think <laughs> Calgary is probably pretty safe to be like a third place team in this division just because the rest of it, like who's going to be a playoff team out of the rest of them. Um, beyond that, I mean, the next few spots like Seattle, San Jose, and Vancouver, all kind of in similar spots to me where I could see, I could see any of them finishing fourth in, in contention for a wildcard spot. Um, Anaheim is absolutely last in this division. They're not far enough in their rebuild yet. Um, I don't think Los Angeles is quite there either, but that's going to be like uh, they could really be like a, a pesky team, like a 
you know, shit disturber in this division in the league to to really throw a wrench into some teams' playoff plans, and they could probably be competitive just in that middle part of the division, pushing into where Vancouver, San Jose, and Seattle are. Yeah, and LA released those uh, like retro white jerseys, like the Gretzky style. So nice, so nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Anaheim, the the Drysdale to Zegras connection will be pretty fun to watch for them a lot of young talent to watch but yeah i agree they're going to be at the bottom they're not going to be surprising anyone um and yeah i think calgary it's probably a safe bet to have them in that third spot um you know they've they've got the talent um does it come together you know they've got uh um first full season again for uh, daryl uh you know what is the, the guys come uh, together, apparently you mentioned to me that they're in it on Eichel. <laughs> do they do they get Jack Eichel? There's, yeah, there's this thing, uh, you know, a tweet about um the teams that the main teams that are left on in on Jack Eichel are the Flames and the Ducks, based off of medical history and and you know what they're able or willing to give up or something. I can't remember the exact wording of it, but you know Eichel could be on his way to the Pacific Division over the next month. We'll see. Yeah, I think if he lands in Calgary, that makes them a real threat. If he lands in Anaheim, I don't think that's enough. <laughs> um, I would be really interested to see him go to Calgary. That would be very interesting. Well, that just adds another element to the Battle of Alberta. The McDavid and Eichel. Yeah, and you know, the, the McDavid-Eichel thing. Like, that's that'd be wild. Uh, so um, I hope that something happens with Eichel fast for for his sake and for <laughs> Buffalo's sake, like it's just come on, like, yeah. get get this done with. <laughs> to to echo that sentiment, one of your fantasy teams this season is currently named Please Trade Eichel. <laughs> yeah, because I picked Eichel because I'm not winning that that league. So um, sit on know. him for next year. <laughs> yeah, I could have him as a keeper, so I'm fine with him getting traded. But just just I mean, like for his sake though, it's like you know he wants to get that surgery and um, you know he wants to play somewhere else. So just yeah. trade him. Like he's not gonna play for you ever again. Just just deal him. Whatever. Um I know that they're not gonna get value, but it's like, well you're not You never you I, never I do with that type it. of a trade. Like yeah. you can't get you can't get the value of Jack Eichel back. You're gonna get a whole bunch of, of semi valuable pieces. Like we were kinda talking about this over text in it when this came up, but like what would Calgary even give up for Jack Eichel? You know, it'd be like Gaudreau slash Monahan, a couple of firsts and like I can't remember like Mangiapane or you know who even they have as a good prospect. Yeah, I don't know, like Vladar. <laughs> He's uh, not even like I Valimaki, Shillington. Yeah. And like those guys are kinda like they they were highly project they were projected to be decent full time NHLers, but I mean Valimaki's been hurt and sucked last year and Shillington's never been able to take a step into the NHL. But they don't yeah. have like the the prospect pool that Buffalo wants to pull from for Nichol. Yeah, I know, and they haven't been exceptionally good draft wise. So I don't know who they would give up. It would have to be a lot of picks and someone who's good now, I guess. It'd be like Connor Zari or Jacob Pelche are probably their best prospects forwards any forward wise, anyways. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like so. one of them, like Monahan, because they're not going to need a center anymore. A couple of firsts. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would be it'd be spicy though if he went there. Um yeah. I anyway, as the team stand right now, I think Calgary's probably gonna be third and then yeah, I'll say Seattle fourth. Um, you know, I think they've got a shot. 
Um, yeah, after after how how badly most of us, myself included, counted Vegas out based off of their on paper roster when they started and what they did in their first season, I'm not gonna count Seattle out. I'm gonna you know project them fairly highly just for you know assuming that players will take a step into the role they're gonna be playing. Yeah, why not, right? Um, okay, so those are divisions. Uh, any other storylines or surprises you wanted to mention? Who's your cup pick? My overall cup pick. Um. I mean, the the easy ones are just Tampa and Colorado. Yeah, you always go with the easy ones. You have to. Um, <laughs> I I want to put Winnipeg in there as well. Um, I like your your thought with with Florida. I like the Islanders maybe being able to finally push through into the Cup final and win it. So you know, if I'm gonna go say like top few picks, Tampa, Colorado, Winnipeg, and the Islanders. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I'll pick one West and one East. I'll pick Florida. And I'll go with Winnipeg. I like that one. Um, put uh, put fifty bucks down, and you'll probably if they win, you'll end up getting a lot of money, probably. So, oh, be, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some of the odds were pretty pretty crazy. I mean, even for like Toronto, like the odds are pretty pretty favorable. Um, yeah, I think it's just they have such a tough division to go through. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, one Canadian team, one uh, team that hasn't won in a playoff series for like 23 years for me. Um, so <laughs> good luck. <laughs> that wraps things up for this time here on Clappercast. Make sure you rate and review this episode and toss a follow or subscribe our way. For more content, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Clappercast Media or on Twitter at Clappercast. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with more hockey talk.